Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to the next episode in our mini-series on heuristics. And today we continue talking about organizational-level heuristics and we try to understand what might be a universal organizational-level heuristic. In our paper with Professor Mormon, we argue that there are individual organizational heuristics, like the rules that organizations develop in order to be better in their decision-making, for example, reducing the number of options or number of countries that they would like to work with to only English-speaking countries would be one of the examples. If you want to know more about this, please listen to my previous episode. And we also argue that organizations have something like a universal heuristics. If you think about the individual level universal heuristics, like take the first, take the best, these are the things that happen unconsciously within a hat of an individual. And you automatically grasp to a drink that you have heard about that first comes to your mind. If you stay in front of a shelf with, I don't know, hundreds of drinks and you don't know what to buy, what to take, then probably you will just take something that you already know or something that comes first to your mind would be the fluency heuristic. And we thought whether we can find something like this in organizations, and we can find a good indication for this in the behavioral theory of the firm and the key concepts and key findings from the behavioral theory of the firm. And I think the first thing that come, comes to my mind is the dominant coalition. And as you know, in the behavioral theory of the firm, we say that the firms are not so rational as we might think, and the strategy is not what the top management or the shareholders decided to reach, but it is almost always a product of a compromise between the different coalitions that are built within the organizations. Different departments, they have their own, they are institutionalized, they have their own goals, different people, they have their own goals, they are a kind of built in official or official groups, and they develop the strategy how they would like to have it. And the final strategy of an organization is a kind of, this is a big trade-off between these different coalitions group, groups where we try to achieve, where they all try to achieve something that would make them more or less happy. It sounds like a universal heuristic because we do it unconsciously. Organizations don't think about the strategy as the coalition horse racing, but they think that the strategy is more or less the conscious strategic analytical process. It is not. It seems that there is a kind of heuristic process running, the intuitive, the, or I don't know whether we can speak about the organizational intuition, but something like organizational intuition is behind it, and the final result will be driven by these internal forces and not by the analytics and shareholders or top managers that decide to go for something. The second universal thing that came to our mind is the, for example, problemistic search. We know the problemistic search from the behavioral theory of the firm. It means that firms start resolving a problem after they notice the problem, not before they notice the problem. And if your firm decides to be in top five firms in your region and you're on the place number one, two, three, four, five, then nothing will happen. And only after you notice that you're on place six, you start fighting against this problem. You start fighting about how to get back into the top five firms within your region. This is pretty close to the universal heuristic at the individual level where you don't notice a problem until the problem really gets to you. If you have thought about it, you would have noticed that your position is worse and so on. But usually, as long as we meet our goals, as long as we're in top five, that is, for example, our mission, we don't care about it. But as soon as we are 
out of this top five, then we start doing something. This is called the problemistic search. So responding to a problem after it appeared and not before. It seems to be also a kind of in organizational intuition. I don't know whether we have something like this, but sounds like an intuitive process within the organization, the collective intuitive process that may lead to this way of acting that is not analytical, that is more heuristic. The next aspect from the behavioral theory of the firm is the slack search and innovation, that firms start innovation not when they need it, but sometimes just because they have slack of resources. They generated more income than they expected, they generated more profits, so the, the product was more profitable than expected. The money just appeared there, what do you do with this? Theoretically, they can pay it to the shareholders, they can, I don't know, stock it somewhere, but they decide to invest into the new project, into the new technology, new product, and so on. And this innovation is driven not by the need for innovation, but by slack of resources that an organization suddenly discovers. And it seems to be also a kind of intuitive process at the organization level that come into life, comes into life after we discover that we have slack of resources. And finally, if you think about organization and the standard operating procedures that we also might call routines, they also have this evolutionary logic in mind that they, they, they each routine and each capability is a kind of stimulus response mechanism. Something happens and then we have to activate an internal routine or an internal capability that will help us to deal with this problem. There is an order and that is why we need to activate our logistics capability. There is a change and that is why we need to activate our dynamic capability. And according to Bakhtin and Cohen, the routines and capabilities, because each capability is a routine, but not each routine is a capability. The more you learn about them, the faster they come to your mind. So very close to heuristic process, universal heuristic process, the faster you decide to do something. That is why Cohen back then say that the routines may lead to a suboptimality. Or put differently, if you have hammer, all the problems seem to be nails. So if you develop a very strong capability in something, you apply it immediately without thinking about the different other options. And it seems to be also a kind of heuristic process and not an analytical process that runs within your organization. As you can see, we can argue that at the level of an organization, we have different types of heuristics, the universal, the ones that I mentioned in this podcast, and the individual, the ones that I mentioned in the previous episode of our podcast. I hope it is interesting and helpful, and I hope you can have now a different look at your organization and the different types of information processing that you have, the analytical one and the heuristic one. Wish you all the best, wish you effective and efficient decision-making, and good luck with your research. See you next time, and bye-bye.